Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strive Golf Podcast. Devin here with me as always, my man, Sean. How are you? Good. Aloha, brother. <laughs> Aloha. Uh, we'll, we'll recap some of that, um, some, some Hawaii stuff. And then also with us today is, uh, I, I don't want to call him a guest because he's a good friend of the pod. He's going to be on here a lot. You're going to get to know him better and, and all, you know, with, with videos and with, within the podcast and some other things. Um, but we have, I guess, technically, he's our first guest, uh, Mr. Austin Pierce. Pierce, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for coming on. Dude, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, when you when you told me about this, uh, I was I was pretty stoked, and I think that you're you're doing a great job. So thanks for having me, man. <laughs> thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Um, and so just kind of so just a brief context for for those who don't know, uh, Austin and I have known each other for a long time. Um, and I honestly kind of have him to thank for, for my golf uh, experience and uh, kind of keeping me in the game. Obviously, my dad was the one who introduced me, but I always saw Pierce as kind of the, the cooler, older brother in the neighborhood and wanted to be like him. And he, he started golfing just before me. And so I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I golf now. So, you know, me and, me and Austin can go, can go golf more. So um, honestly, kind of have, have you to thank for that. So we've, I met you, I think I was in like fifth grade, right? You were in sixth grade. Is that about right? Yeah, man. I was a big, tough sixth grader. <laughs> and it was funny. Cause like, if anyone knows Pierce, this is what makes this story so ridiculous is the first time I had heard about him was another kid in the neighborhood said he <laughs> said he wanted to fight me. So <laughs> I went over to his house with my skateboard ready to, you know, I was like so scared and so nervous. I thought we were going to fight. And when I met you, you just offered me a soda and we just skateboarded around. I'm like, this kid's the nicest kid ever. So it was just funny. Like if anyone has, you know, anyone who knows you thinks that is beyond ridiculous. You're definitely not a, not a fighter. You're just the nicest kid. So oh, um, uh, anyway, so tell us kind of your introductory story to, to golf. I know your dad and your brother were, you know, sticks and I believe that's kind of how you got into it, but I'm curious, uh, just kind of give us some context to, to your golf beginnings. Yeah, man. Um, I started, I don't know. I want to say when I was about seventh grade, yeah, maybe like 13 years old. Uh, my, my dad, and my brother were, were really into it. Uh, they were always golfing and growing up uh, watching TV on Sundays. They're always, they're always watching golf and uh, Tiger Woods was always in red and he was always winning. And I'm like, that guy is so good. It's like every Sunday you can expect this guy to win another tournament. And I was always into basketball. I, I always loved to play ball and skateboard and whatnot played baseball for a few years and I just remember uh my, my dad was always telling me you got to get into golf like I think you could be pretty decent at it um you're a pretty athletic kid it's like yeah whatever type thing and then um I went into middle school and uh Victor Gonzalez invited me to go play golf uh it was like the summer of like 05 or 06 yeah I think it was about 05 and he's like hey do you want to go play Riverbend I was like where's that it's like it's down the street so sure enough oh, I got these these old beat up clubs with this like max fly driver and had like a baby shaft on it you know just super wobbly and i sure victor got up to the first tee and he striped one down the middle and i i tried to hit it and i think i topped it like four times in a row man i suck at golf so uh yeah from from, from there i i got into it um and you know played played through through high school and played on the golf team and whatnot but i just look back now it's like i wish i would have taken it more serious I didn't put in the practice, didn't put in the time. I just kind of played, you know, because you guys all played. You guys were all really good. You know, I was never that great, but I love to play. And now it's like, man, I, I just wish I would have 
appreciated it more then and took it more seriously and really put in the time and effort. But you know what? That's life. And, and here we are, you know, yeah. golf's, golf's connected us in a great way. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. And I can definitely say it's come full circle because, you know, if anyone saw our, our, uh, our Instagram story, kind of give you a little tease and a little eye, can, eye, can, eye candy of you swinging, swinging the three wood because oh, you're gosh. just an absolute assassin with, with all things three wood and, and the putter. Oh. I, I don't know if it comes from your, you know, your three bombs or what from, from the basketball court, but your, your lights out and with, with the putter and with the three wood. So um, we'll, we'll get more of that for sure to come. But uh, yeah, like I said, you're definitely a big influence for me um, and Victor as well. We'll have him on too, but you know, that was, you, you kept me out of trouble. I think during the summers, at least during the day, because <laughs> we were at the golf course all day. Um, but uh, anyway, it did definitely connect us. And I think golf is a, is a big, uh, an important element of our friendship. And it was kept us close because we like a lot of the same things, right? Like we love basketball. We love all these different sports, uh, but I think golf has kind of kept us connected. And I know, you know, we shared, that's how Sean and I, you know, became friends outside of just two dumb missionaries. Um, it, was, it was golf. So, and that again is really the the basis to a lot of this stuff. So um, mm -hmm. I'm super thankful for that and, and, and glad for the game because it has definitely kept us, kept us tight. So. Um, yeah, that, it was, uh, go on. I'd say it's way cool that, uh, I mean, before Devin, you and I even played our first round of golf and we talked and talked and talked about all this golf and we finally got to play but I actually played golf with Austin yeah. before we ever played. Cause we ended up playing in the state high school championship together. Come to find out. So that's so great. crazy small yeah. world. How we're all you connected. guys like, do you remember that at all? Like Pierce, do you remember playing with oh. Sean at all or. Oh man. Yeah. I just remember the first day, like day one before I played with Sean, I was like all nervous and got to the tee and I was just shanking everything. And I, I shot a bad score. I think it was like a 90 or something like that. Just, just crap. And then the next day came around and I was like, you know what? I'm going to relax and I'm going to swing with no fear. And I actually did really well for the first about 14 holes. I think I had like an eagle and like four birdies and whatnot. I was like, man, I'm going to do really great today. And then the wind, this bad windstorm came in. I think I finished like two triples, double and a bogey to finish. I think I shot like a 79 or something under par to seven over and four holes. It was not good, but I just remember Sean, playing with him he's just this quiet this nice kid and he hit the ball straight every time I'm like man this guy is accurate dialed down the middle every time ain't nothing wow. changed just just a good guy <laughs> only only thing that's changed is i actually don't play golf anymore so i, I think i said something <laughs> oh man that's so funny yeah just that's... crazy how small world now comes back to golf bringing people together yeah yeah. And then uh, Devin, you know, as, as everybody knows, the great golfer he is, John, great golfer as well. You guys, when I play with you, I, I just feel like I have to be at my absolute best and I can't make any mistakes if I want to try and keep up. So it's like, I like playing with guys like you because you, you guys take the game really serious and you're very strategic in, in how you play and it just, it's fun to watch. So it's like when you guys are hitting bombs out there, I'm just hitting cute little cuts 40 yards back. Yay. And Dude, you're I'm, just absolute roasted I'm, roasters. I'd give it up for that, that reliable Pierce cut every day of the week, not my snappy hooks. And eventually I might cut, I might catch one. All right. But dude, I'd, I'd give it up in a second for your reliable fade. So, um, but no, I think that's also like the fun part is that 
I think sometimes it's rare to find dudes, like I said, that we enjoy being around um, outside of the golf course, but also like those that are, are decent at it and kind of elevate our, our game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's uh, pretty unique and pretty rare. And when you find that, you don't, you know, at least for me, I think that that's not something I want to take lightly or give away. I want to continue to foster that, that relationship. Cause you know, just even moving away from you guys moving down here, um, you know, it's, it definitely is like, man, I lost like my, my golf buddies. And so I'm like scrambling, trying to like do things I never would normally do like text dudes that, you know, my wife may know like their wife and I text them, Hey, do you golf? Like, cause I'm just so desperate for golf friends. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it just kind of gave some greater perspective, like, man, like we had it good and we still do. And we're, we're, you know, that's also just a big motivator selfishly for this. I've mentioned is to just document this stuff because I just know we're going to look back and, and appreciate it and find it hilarious and find it probably cringy. But, um, <clears throat> you know, anyway, so that and, and getting this stuff documented on, on more videos, that's something that we were planning to do, just more video content as well, um, just for, for that reason. So, and it does seem like, man, it doesn't matter how we slice up teams when we're always doing our, our famous two-man stuff. It's always, <laughs> it tends to always go to the last hole. Rarely is it you know, an absolute blitz and I've been blitzed before and it's not, uh, it's not, it's not very fun. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it's, uh, we'll, we'll continue that, but yeah, just, just thankful for that. I think it's, it's something good and just a good reminder for us, right. Is to get a little bit better perspective and it makes the golf more enjoyable regardless if we're, we're playing well or not. So I think that kind of leads into, you know, one of the things we want to talk about is, uh, vacation golf. And, you know, you and I, Pierce, just had the opportunity to kind of experience that and in all of its glory um, on the North Shore of Oahu at, at, you know, at Turtle Bay. And that was, you know, it's amazing. But it's, it's sometimes like hard to keep in perspective, like especially when, okay, we went all the way out to Hawaii. We spent, oh, it was pretty expensive around yeah, got dude, a, got rental clubs. You unfortunately had to buy a, an expensive golf shirt. <laughs> So like it makes the round pretty expensive. Um, I don't know. That was just that was hilarious. Your your face, man. But uh, anyway, like so, it's hard to kind of not put pressure on yourself to play well. It's like, man, I came all the way out here, spent all this money. Like, I want to, I want my score to reflect that. But it's not always the case, and we kind of found that out pretty early. Like, we both overall, like, we can get into some of the stuff, but we all like, I feel like we both hit the ball really well. Um, mm-hmm. We both didn't score the way that we wanted to or that we hoped to, but. I feel like overall, like we kept a good perspective of like, Hey man, like we just both bogeyed two holes in a row, but who cares? Like, look where we're at, look what we're doing. Um, I think that's a, that's a pretty important perspective to take, but it's not always, you know, easy, especially, you know, when you're traveling out and playing the vacation golf. So um, yeah, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about that is, you know, with vacation golf, is it worth, you know, lugging your clubs and shipping those so that you can play with your own sticks and take out kind of the, the mystery of what the rental set will be. Um, things like that uh, are, are something I think noteworthy, but um, Sean, what are your thoughts, man, on, on the whole, on, on the vacation golf and, and, you know, is that worth it to you? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I, I go back and forth on that because um, I hate playing with rental clubs <laughs> trying to find i was trying to find like the best comparison to make um like maybe a non-sports analogy and the only thing i could come up with it is if you're like house sitting or driving someone else's car or whatever like it could still be fun or whatnot but it just feels just something right off yeah just doesn't just doesn't feel right in the hands um 
Uh, and then uh, like another part to that too is, um, I don't know, I kind of sort of put my, my traveling into a couple different buckets. Cause I, it's like strictly vacation, which I've done. And I've also done like strictly golf trips a couple times. Yeah. Um, and then there's been uh, just a couple times where I've been able to actually like play golf on vacation. Um, so one time like I played in Hawaii once and then another time we went to Disneyland with some friends. And then as part of that, we spent a couple days in Palm Springs. And so oh, my nice. buddy and I went and played around there. Um, and it, it's tough because like I love golf trips because you just, you know, going in, everything's going to be about golf. So yeah. like it makes it worth lugging the clubs, going through all the extra logistical challenges of that. And then like on top of that, like on the golf trips, I haven't been with like um, family or whatever, people that want to do things other than golf. Whereas when I'm on vacation or going on vacation, usually golf is not the central focus. And so then I've got, if golf's not the central focus, then it gets really hard to, to justify lugging the clubs. Cause I mean, everyone knows how big a golf bag is, but the suitcase for the golf bag is even bigger. You have to check that bag. It's usually more expensive to fly them. Then you're running the risk of them potentially getting damaged or not making it through a connection. There's a lot more wild cards that go into it. And it's like, does that start to impact like the rest of the vacation, especially if golf was only going to be a half a day of, a five or six day trip. Right. Right. And then yep. like, like going even further, cause a couple of times we've been able, like my wife and I've been able to go over to Europe, but that's been like much more of a backpacking excursion pretty much where we're trying to travel super light. Yeah. And I would love to have played golf over there because there's you know, a lot of cool golf courses, yeah. even like ones you haven't like, heard of, but they're like super amazing. And everyone seems to have like awesome golf experiences over there, but Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to justify trying to lug my clubs all the way over there to go play once or twice. And then at the same time, like my wife doesn't want to fly all that way to have me play golf a couple of days. Yeah. For so sure. I feel like if I, if I'm traveling to play golf, I think I'd just way rather prefer it to be a strictly golf trip. And I can justify bringing my clubs and going through everything associated with that. Um, but yeah, I would say like if I'm just going on vacation, I would probably just lean, just not bothering playing golf. But that's just me. Yeah, no, I those are good points, and I kind of net out similar. Um, like when we went in September, we had our our little girl with us um, when we traveled to Seattle, and I chose to to bring my clubs, which it kind of worked out because our the golf bag that I checked had we were able to stuff a ton of her crap in there. So I just wrapped all of her stuff around my shafts, took off the head of the driver. And that actually seemed to work out because we knew we were going to have to check bags anyway with her. So, and, you know, luckily with the, with what I have with Delta, I don't have to pay for the extra bags um, when I check them. So that, that was nice. So for me, it was like, yeah, that's worth it. Like I really want to experience Chambers Bay. Like I really want to do it. So um, I was just, you know, like, yeah, we'll just make that golf bag more, more room for, for the travel bag with all of our extra stuff. Um, so that seemed to be worth it, but like this Hawaii trip, I definitely would not have wanted to bring my clubs. Like, I don't know, Paris, if you're, if you feel any different though, their clubs were nicer than the clubs I have. Like they were like brand new, uh, SIM two, um, P790 irons, all the mill, uh, the mill grind three wedges, the tailor made wedges and a, a spider X tour putter. So, 
all that stuff. Like it was nice. So like really couldn't say the clubs were had much influence. Like obviously they're a little bit different. And Paris was Paris, we're gonna we're trying to talk him into buying those, dude. He was roping those irons like <laughs> three clubs further than he hits his blades right now. I'm like, dude, this is a no-brainer. It was he was striping them. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'm glad I, I definitely wouldn't have shipped clubs all the way just for that one, that one round. And those those rental clubs were were sufficient. But Paris, what are you what are you like what are your thoughts? Yeah, dude, those those clubs were awesome. I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I we got we got to the course. First off, it was beautiful. Yeah. And I just remember we went to the driving range and I pulled out the driver and I was slicing it so bad. I'm like, oh no, this this is not this is not looking promising. <laughs> I was all worried. Crap, I better enjoy this. And you know, got out of the first tee and hit a decent little cut and it kind of hit the tree. But other than that, after that moment, I I got comfortable with, with how to swing them and those irons, man, they were, they were really pure. They, yeah. they, I, I didn't expect to, to hit them like that. I, I feel like a lot of those par threes, a lot of those, you know, shorter par fours having like, you know, 150 to 170, 180 yards in thinking, you know, maybe like a nine, eight iron normally, like, you know, like a 150, 160 yard shot. Mm. I think you can get a wedge there. And I was, I was hitting like an eight iron over the green a lot of the yeah. time. So wasn't adjusted but you gotta think like we're on vacation this is golf in hawaii i didn't think the ball would go as far but on it was unbelievable to to, to watch that thing fly yeah but to ship to ship my clubs i do in a heartbeat my my irons are from like 2004 they're they're hunk they're hunk of junk and everybody always tells me you need new irons you need new irons and it's like i know i just haven't done it so that'll That'll set, that'll break the, the, the camel's back and just snap one of those irons and then you have to. Yeah. It was the icing on the cake though. I, I think I was convinced. Um, yeah. those, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was seriously, I'll remember that forever. Yeah. Dude, the, the three wood, my word, that's another thing you're going to have to upgrade the SIM to. Like he was shot. I'm not even kidding you. I was, I feel like I was hitting the driver pretty well. It was just a regular stiff. It was just a stiff shaft, not an extra stiff. And I'm, I'm kind of getting used to the extra stiff. You were but opening. I, I was hitting it pretty well. Pierce was literally every bit as far, if not further, on some holes with his freaking three wood. I'm like, this is a joke. This you just need to buy. How much do these people want? I'll buy them for you because oh dialed God. with them. But, um, like I don't know. Like the golf course itself, um, was 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 really like really good shape it's unfortunate they actually closed the fazio course um so i think they closed it pretty much like right after i went there in 20 january of 2020 at least the lady said it's been closed for about two years now so i must have just barely was able to play it and i really liked it but they closed it and she said yeah we're just focusing all of our efforts on the on the palmer course it's where the demand is people want to play it and i i think it also has something to do with maybe some some uh labor shortage too like it's just a lot to maintain those two those two golf courses so that one's closed but so the palmer course really was like it was in great shape and and it was it was manicured really well and like there was a lot of it it varied really really good which is something that i really like in a golf course like it had some dog leg right some dog leg left some pretty long par fives pretty like medium length par fives some like number 11 that was one of the hardest golf holes I've ever played. Sean, to give you an idea, like it's the tee shot was just like number 10 at river Oaks. So just lined with trees, crazy narrow dog leg to the right. Like I, I stood no chance. 
and a pond all on the right side. And then there was workers just grinding away. Didn't even care that we were there. I'm like, these dudes are, they're in range, but uh, whatever, I'll just swing away. Um, so that was like super hard. So it hit a pretty good drive towards the left side. And I still had 235 in for a par four for my second shot and was able to get a, a, a hybrid on the green, but that par felt like a, like a birdie. So there was definitely some, some variables there. Pierce almost drove one of the par par fours with his three wood. So that was, that was really nice. The only thing, the par threes seemed to be pretty similar. Like they were all at about from the tips it tipped out about 7,200 yards. So decent length. And most all the par threes were like 210, 205. I think the shortest one was like 190 or so. So that was kind of like, eh, like the par threes were okay. Uh, but other than that, like it was, yeah, it's good, good course. It, you know, it was harder than I expected for kind of like a resort type course. It's tough. But, um, but yeah, that was, those are kind of my thoughts. Pierce, what do you think? What did you think of like the course itself? Yeah, I thought the layout was was really nice. Um, the greens were really fast. I I couldn't get the speed figured out. I was racing everything by like ten feet every time, but you know it's all good. <laughs> uh, but overall, the course, the views were were amazing. The trees, the smells. I mean, yeah. overall, that 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 experience was was worth was worth every minute. Um, yeah, I I would like to play it again. Now now we know like wh- yeah. where where to hit the ball and mm-hmm. you know what the distances those, look yeah. like, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, you you had some unbelievable shots there, like like you always do. And the hole number eleven, your your shot in there was was unreal, man. You stuck that tight. That lucky, was but... that was a that was a hell of a shot. Yeah, that was that seemed pretty. That was that was like you know <laughs> finally able to get a birdie on on eighteen. That was like all I was hoping for, and it was this part <laughs> this par five. And yeah, like I had like a twenty footer, and I so I laid up, and because there was water on the right and and laid up hit a wedge to like yeah it was maybe like 15 20 feet and i made the pun i felt like such an idiot because i was like pumped i like raised my i was like yeah birdie and the lady <laughs> the couple in the fairway was like nice eagle <laughs> like they thought i was so excited because it was an eagle i'm like oh that was actually just a birdie i just played like trash today but um anyway that was that was fun and i didn't even know this is another like total i feel like a complete idiot admitting this but i i I can't lie. I did not know that an albatross was an actual bird. Like, I, did you know that, Sean? You probably did. You freaking know. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I did, but I, I did not know. Like, and dude, those things are freaking massive. Like, so there Giant. was an albatross nesting area on the golf course. There was like signs, like warning albatross nesting, like, and it was just a big sign. We, I, we just had driven past it, so I didn't catch it all. And I was like, oh, is there like a short par five coming up like warning us that an albatross is in play and sure enough it's just an actual albatross like nesting area um so i feel like a total idiot but my mind is blown with how big those things were like they now i get why you know we call it a big bird you know it's the biggest of all birds on the course and off the course yeah i'm a total idiot but so i've learned something new but uh anyway that was that was kind of yes it was fun experience definitely something we'll we'll remember and cherish um, for forever. So that was, that was awesome. Um, anything else on, on that or anything else we want to talk about as far as like vacation golf goes, um, any other takes there? Yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to know how you're, uh, like, I guess you guys are a little different cause you're, you're going into it. You're planning on playing golf in Hawaii. So you had like a little prep, like my experience was kind of different. So 
because we ended up, I went to Hawaii with my wife and then all of my wife's family. So we're all staying in a house together and we booked the trip like way far in advance. And when we booked it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to play golf once we're out there. So I kind of was planning on it, planning on it. And then as it got closer, talking through a lot of the logistics, I'm like, I just, I don't know if it's going to be worth plugging the clubs out there. And then I looked at the price of what it would cost to play. So basically ended up talking myself out of it. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bring the clubs, probably not going to play. We end up staying at a house um, that ends up being on the course pretty much. Mm. And it was super nice course. And it started looking in the courses we got there, um, rated out super high. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Of course, I get there. I'm like, oh, I want to play. Wish I had my clubs. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> so ends up working out. Um, like there was a little lull in the schedule or something. So I'm like, oh, I got a free morning. I'm going to look it up, see if I can go play. Got online, got myself a tea time. I'm like, okay, I'll head over there. And I'll never forget it. It was, it was the most bizarre commute to a course ever. I, I only had my tennis shoes. Luckily, I had like a polo shirt for a luau that we were going to later in the week. So I tennis shoes and, and my polo and basically my, my phone and my wallet. And I, I walked to the course from the house Incredible. and got to the course. I'm like, well, I, I got a tea time. I've got nothing, though. And so I had to pay the green fees, the rental clubs, had to buy golf balls. I bought a glove, I bought tees. So all into it, I was probably out like 400 bucks at least. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was just so weird because most of the time when I'm going golfing, it's like a, it sounds silly, but it's like a mental thing, right? Like I load up my clubs into the car, I'm yeah. driving to the course. I'm like mentally like, oh, I'm going to go play golf. This one was so weird because I literally just walked to a course with nothing. And then all of a sudden I'm playing and then it ends up being completely like, I've never played golf like that. Like I'm just looking through some of the pictures right now. And it was, it was just so different from any course I've ever played. Cause that's just how Island golf is. Yeah. I mean, the grass is different. The air yeah. is different. Mm -hmm. um, everything about it was just so different. And then it was almost hard to focus on the golf sometimes. Like you look up and, most incredible views like i can't even believe places like this exist in the world yeah um so yeah I don't, it was probably one of my most unique golf experiences ever and it wasn't even so much because of the golf it was just like everything about it was yeah. just so different from normal golf for me yeah i kind of felt that similar and pierce you even mentioned that like exact thing like it was there was just some it just felt a tiny bit foreign but at least for me like after like two holes in actually even just after the first hole it's kind of like, all right, like we're, and I, maybe that was just because I was with you um, and it kind of calmed me down. But yeah, that was weird to just pull up, get out, you know, go in there. So <laughs> luckily our rental set came with balls um, and, but we did buy a glove. Uh, but then after it was, it, that was weird, was just like, we just parked the cart and left. Yeah, that was bizarre. I almost, uh, I almost grabbed the the bag, and like we normally do, and put it in the car. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm leaving here with with no bag, and I had my regular regular shoes on. Like, <laughs> had my my Adidas shoes on. It just like felt strange golfing yeah. the whole time. I don't know. It was it was awesome. Right, but... mm -hmm. What were you gonna say, Paris, before that about like vacation golf or anything? Oh yeah, I just uh, 
I just was going to say it's, it's not, it's something like you don't really know what to expect. And I, I, I got excited about it because yeah, you, you know, you, you can play golf anywhere and whatnot, but playing in like a, the place you're in for, for vacation, you know, it's like the heat of the moment type thing. I don't know that it led up to that. And I, I was really stoked about it. Um, just the excitement and it was, it was totally worth all of it. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and at least for me personally, like, I don't know how you felt, but like the first time I went to the North shore, I don't know what it is about that. Like, there's just something about it that I just, I love, like, I cannot get enough of it. Like down where we stayed um, in Waikiki, it's obviously, you know, it's touristy. It's a pretty relatively like big, busy city, which has its benefits, I guess. But for me, like true Hawaii is, is kind of like the North shore. Like I just, I can't get enough of it. So honestly, just having an excuse to go up there. Um, and then obviously, you know, they're having the the pipe masters up there too, which adds to like the whole, you know, surfer bum vibe. Um, like seeing our boy Landon out Landon, there. dude. Landon's a homie. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, I loved it. And it's, yeah, it seemed, it was definitely worth it, worth the money we spent, even though, you know, didn't score how we necessarily wanted to. But <clears throat> I feel like it was important just with the company, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, the just the perspective. So I think that's that's just like something that's not super easy. Just knowing like going all this way, spending all this money but still having a, a good time regardless of the the quality of, of the golf shots. But yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway. My, my dad, he used to go to my, my mom and dad used to go to Hawaii all the time. when when I was younger and they'd leave me and my brothers at home and whatnot, my dad was like, yeah, I played turtle Bay. He's played it four times, played the Fazio course. And whenever I thought of Hawaii, I, I thought of turtle Bay. And you mentioned you had played there a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, my dad played there too. That's awesome. And so like, whenever I talk to talk to people about like, Hawaii golf I'd bring up have you, have you heard of Turtle Bay like oh that that course is amazing and so I always had that in my mind that I need to play there one day it was like a bucket list so when you mentioned that yeah. that we were going to play there I was like super stoked so it was a bucket list thing so yeah let's go. I, remember the, <laughs> I remember the golf towel you used to have on your bag from your dad <laughs> yeah. like yeah. little Turtle Bay golf I'm like Turtle Bay in Hawaii what a dream that when, when know, we played right? there we'll have made it but anyway that's funny but Incredible. Uh, yeah so that was, that was a good time Mm-hmm. anything else or Sean any other thoughts there yeah what uh like at what point do you think you'd consider bringing your clubs to Hawaii mm-hmm. I I don't know it's me personally it's it's just hard because I guess it would have to depend the biggest thing is if we have the little one like if little Sloan is staying home then I'm I'm putting more to it because then that means more flexibility. We can probably play more than once. Then that to me would probably be worth it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have, yeah, it would have to be more than just one single round for me at least. And then not, cause you know, traveling with a little one, you just have so much extra crap. It's unreal. So that makes it hard. But when, if, if it was just me and my wife, my wife and I, then yeah, for sure. I would, I would bring them um, and then like to play more than once. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say um, in the same boat. Um, if I'm if I know I'm gonna play like two or three courses, you know, two or three four day span, whatever it might be, uh, I I would definitely bring my clubs. I think that'd be totally worth it. But if I'm just playing like one course, then I think it's totally worth it just to to rent clubs. That's just my opinion. Especially for you, if they got the P790s and the Sim two three wood, that's all you need, dude. It Gosh, dude. You'd never bring your own clubs again. <laughs> I still can't believe. I just still can't believe that. I don't know, oh, man. No. It was like the the feel. Like it's just kind of crazy like when you walk into a shot and you can just picture what it's gonna do. I, I don't know. I, I kept having that like envision with that. 
and the confidence level was there. But, you know, that it worked out great. But everything else, like putting and chipping and whatnot, I, I struggled hard in that regard. But it was fun to hit the ball decent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, now you know it, you know, 15 to 18 years of new technology will do in your, in your clubs. Okay. So now hopefully you're convinced and you'll buy clubs. But anyway, I, we, that's, we're beating a dead horse there. I've tried to convince you for a while, but. I'm stuck uh, in 2005, apparently. <laughs> at least you can hit those. I couldn't even scare those. So couldn't scare the face, but. Whatever uh, you did them perfect. Anyway. So yeah, let's. Uh, um, I do. Uh, I think at, at some point, Austin, like, you know, it's really important to get to know, like, uh, each other right and we've kind of talked about that a lot um and something that that we feel like is a, is a really good insight to how you view golf is uh something that we did in our very first episode of the deer golf mm -hmm. and again it's just kind of a spur of the moment you know just a verbal letter what you would write to the game and there's really like the nice thing is there's really no wrong way to do it a wrong answer or whatever sean and i both did it and like, i listened back to it and i was like what the heck was i saying like there, i would change so many different things but i think that's the that's the key is like our relationship with the game of golf changes i know for me and you both like it's changed from 2011 to 2015 to 2018 to now like golf has definitely like evolved in our life and i feel like now it's it plays probably at least for me personally a little bit stronger of a role um but we would just like to hear yours if you'd be willing to just share just a brief and just kind of write your letter to the game i feel like again it's just really cool insight um mm -hmm. so if, if you wouldn't mind just kind of rattling that off and um, taking a swing at that um we, we would we'd love to have that absolutely yeah thank you yeah Oh man, where do I start? Uh, dear golf, uh, thank you for giving me, giving me all this experience in life. Uh, I've had many great rounds, had many bad rounds. Uh, I just wanted to touch on of what, of what golf has, has provided for me in my life, me mentally. Um, it's, it's made me a mentally stronger person. I just, like I mentioned before, I, I wish I would have taken this more serious back in the day. Uh, like through high school and whatnot, because I kind of stopped playing after that for four or five, six years, roughly. And, you know, I, I got back into it in 2016. I was, I was playing golf with, with uh, Garrison and we played Riverbend. And I think I shot like one or two over. And from then and there, I was hooked. So it's just crazy what, what it did for me. Um, I'm super grateful for, for, the, for that time. Uh, I, um, you know, I, I would consider myself a pretty risky person. I, whenever I see an opportunity to take a dive at something like a short par four, I always think to my head and my head, Oh, pull out your driver. You got to go for this. And I always have that mentality. And sometimes it does not work out. And then I kick myself like, well, if I want to just hit a, an iron or like a three, what I've been fine, but I can't think like that. So I just like the aggressive, the aggressive mindset it's, it's given me in life it, with it being work wise, with it being investing, with it being, you know, every other thing. You know, sometimes you get burned, but sometimes it it's all worth it. So that I think that's the biggest thing golf has taught me is just to to be positive first and foremost, and and take risks, be 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 risky and go for it. Um, thank you, golf. Love it, man. Appreciate that. I love that that perspective, and can definitely attest to you know something. I'm very envious of of you, man. Is your your perspective your uh, endless positivity with things and how you just roll with punches. You definitely, you're definitely a, one of the strongest people that I know mentally. 
Um, you're able to, to just let things just, you just accept them for what they are. You can control what you can control. And I feel like you're really good at that. And yeah, that's, that's interesting to know that, you know, golf has probably been a part of that, of, of kind of shaped you from your personality, even off the golf course. Um, so I think that's, that's interesting perspective and can definitely attest to that. So, um, thanks man. I appreciate that. Again, I, I, I just feel like it's such a personalized learning experience and it's just so different for, for all of us. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I appreciate that perspective. So yeah, I, I did, I did want to add one more thing. Uh, like when, when I got back into it, like 2016, started working at South mountain, you know, started playing up there a lot. And then when you started working there, it was like heaven on earth, man. We, yeah. we Some played good times, so much. Man. 2017 oh. and 2016, man, it was, it was the absolute best. Oh. And I feel like playing with you, uh, really helped me become a lot better because of how great of a player you are uh I don't know man you just have a good at you just have a good perspective of the game and you you are very consistent on what you do and so I've taken many taken that into account many times of while watching you you know hit the ball how you do things and without without playing golf with you I I I would not be the player I am today so I'm just gonna say that so it just goes back to all those all those rounds we've had all the fun we've had it's just keep it going. What a blessing for sure. Thanks. And I'm right back at you. So it's uh yeah, super thankful for that. And yeah, like you said, just more and more to come and hopefully this uh, you know, just being part of strive golf and what we're trying to, what it is, is, is going to just make for more of those. And now we're going to have it documented, which is, which is exciting. So I love it, man. It's awesome. awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's kind of move on, Sean. Uh, we want to kind of touch on the, the recap for, for today, the the AT&T Pebble Beach program, what a what a dumb finish! <laughs> I'm just so upset, man, for my boy Steve. I was I was licking my chops. I'm like, man, I picked him. I'm jazzed about this. Like uh, that was it was awesome golf. Just not not the finish I was hoping for. Nothing against you know um, you know T Hoagie, but that was not what I was hoping for. But uh, anyway, take us there, Sean. Yeah, well, I think hit on. Hit on our picks from last week. You got to acknowledge that you did win, Devin. You picked Spieth as one of your picks, and he was the low one of the picks. It was pretty, it was awesome on Saturday. It was looking at it was going to be a pretty good battle because I had Seamus Power and Jason yeah, Day. He dominated. And Spieth and Cantley. Yeah. And we were, thinking, yeah. it was like one through four on the leaderboard. I was like, oh man, for our first week of picks, we nailed it. Um, but, <laughs> A little bit of fading from my picks on Sunday. So uh, I was you I win, was gonna, I was you win win that week. After that, I mean, Seamus just was was dialed after Friday. I'm like, man, this this dude might run away with it, especially playing the easier course Monterey after on Saturday. But anyway, yeah. Then you then you gotta feel like, oh, it's actually hard to win on the PGA tour once you start sleeping on leads. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, the yeah, it was it. It was a fascinating week. I, I don't know if the PGA Tour itself could have had a worse week because, Tough. for one, they they probably had the weakest field they've ever had at their Pebble Beach tournament. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, uh, on the Saudi tournament, it ended up being about as incredible of a finish as you can have yeah. because just to, to highlight or summarize, so Harold Varner, he – was uh, he's down by two playing 17. He birdied 17, gets to 18, it's a par five, gets to just short of the green in the second shot. So he's got 
literally like an 80 foot eagle putt from off the green, probably 10 feet of break and hits it. And it just tumbles in for the walked off eagle. And just the way he celebrated was so awesome because you could just tell it, it meant the absolute meant the world to him. Yeah. Um, so the PGA Tour is like, oh, crap, they had the exciting finish over in the tournament that they didn't want anyone to play in, and people were getting behind that one. So they flash forward to final round at Pebble, and at least Spieth was in contention. So I thought, was, okay, maybe if Spieth yeah. wins at Pebble, we, we can promote that, have some momentum going into the Augusta with Spieth being back in contention. And then, I mean, no like no disrespect to Hoagie, because he, he played phenomenal it, coming in. Yeah. Um, the shot he hit on let's see, was it 16, 16 where he stuck it to, it to like six, where he got it to six inches and yeah. then 17, he made the birdie to really take the tournament from speed who played awesome, just kind of ran out of steam. And but how quickly that was, what was crazy is just how oh, quickly it turned jarring. from, from speed teeing up on 16, hit a decent shot into 16, barely misses the putt on 17's T I'm like, I feel pretty, you know, feeling pretty good. And then I thought it was over. Yeah. Flushes that eight iron ends up in the bunker. And then T Hoagie just sticks it tight on 16. It's like something just happened here. And <laughs> it was, was it escalated quickly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It was one of those where it's like, it was really setting up to be kind of perfect for the tour. Um, and then of course it just all, all fell apart. So I, it was a, it was a super interesting week because I think, a week like this highlights the danger, or maybe danger is not the right, right word, but it highlights sort of the threat to the PGA Tour from yeah. some of these breakout leagues because it takes potentially some big guys away, waters down the PGA Tour, tournaments, um, makes it a weaker field, a little tougher to watch on television-wise. Uh, yeah, it just highlights a lot of the difficulties, which is a real shame because Pebble – is awesome like it's kind of the opposite of what i was talking about tory last week pebble shows incredible on tv and the way yes the way they have really started utilizing like the drone shots you just get a feel of like yeah this course is like literally on the edge of a cliff yeah it's awesome to watch and the holes are fun especially the last several holes because it's a mix of there's a massive par five on 14 then you got a longish four a shortish four and then 17 is an awesome three and then culminating with what you have on 18. Um, yeah. Greatest finishing hole ever. Oh yeah. 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 It was, that was tough, man. Cause it, it, it is unfortunate that, but you can't like, it's like after watching this, can't really blame some of those guys for going over to Saudi to take fat guaranteed money and a big purse to win rather than playing you know, six hour round pro-am, four rounds of, of pro-am golf, which I can't imagine for them is, is, you know, enjoyable. I mean, long, long days and being paired with two amateurs every single round. That's, I don't even care if you're at Pebble Beach, like that is watching, you know, Bill Murray dance around and do <laughs> all those things. That's uh, not, not as enjoyable. It does, it does just kind of seem like it's going from more of like trying to make it like super funny and like entertaining if, if you want to even use the word entertaining that's to some people i think honestly like i think like for like our parents maybe like that's funny to see you know this guy bill murray dressed funny and just doing dumb stuff on the course like they might enjoy that but to us it's like this is this is a tough scene and let's just get to the golf but it's kind of turned from that like it's like they're erring on the side of like trying to be entertaining rather than like competition 
which is yeah unfortunate because it's such a it's such a good golf course but but it is it's kind of their big sales promotion man like they're you know that's that's a big deal for them which which i get and cash is king but it yeah it definitely that was that was tough tough for the for the tour but um i wanted to add something i didn't want to highlight jordan speak his game right now i i watched i watched a couple of his of his holes and his pre-shot routine he's he seems like he's slowing everything down and man that guy is back i think his game is there he pretty much had it today but yeah i don't know it's just it's just kind of cool to see that it's very like controlled i thought the same thing like i feel like a couple years ago i was thinking i'm like he might be like distance chasing and he might be trying to swing harder at it and try and keep up with these other guys which could have been problematic but it definitely does not seem to be the case now like his swing is very very controlled and it has and it's paying off and like his drives weren't like what we've seen like sometimes he just he steps up with the driver and it's just (laughs) prayers up this could go any which way and yeah no say but uh it it hasn't really been like that he had a few like his his swing on uh 15 today he blocked it right and he ended up getting away with it making a good par but that was really like the only one and then on saturday on 14 that par five he he hooked it pretty hard it's just a debbie snap hook straight left <laughs> um but recovered and then it was funny because i was like man i could so this is why i love this guy i could so relate to him because on on saturday i don't know if you caught that he was talking to griller on on the 18th tee obviously he just sees you know water left and he's like oh man i haven't hit driver since 14 and he said that to him and, and he remembers his drive on 14 was just dead left. So, but dude, what a stud just steps up and stripes it right down the middle. Um, it's like, man, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> Remembering some of those, those hooks, but yeah, I, I agree. Pierce. I think his like, it, it's different and whatever he's doing is, is definitely working for him. It does seem like he can still work it both ways. Like mm-hmm. if he wants to hit a little peely cut, he can still do it. He was hitting some really nice draws with his irons, um, mm-hmm. even though that pre-shot just seems so – it's just wild to me because it seems like such a over-the-top playing a huge cut is what he's practicing, and then he he steps up and, and hits it both ways. So really yeah, I agree, which makes him dangerous, I think, for for this next week for, for Phoenix. Um, he contended last year while spraying the ball everywhere but the fairway and was able to, to, to scare the wind. So anyway, any other thoughts there, like on, on Pebble or. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, oh, I was just going to say, uh, speed always generally plays pretty well at Pebble. I feel like yeah. he, he's kind of, kind of reminds me of Tiger at Pebble. He just knows the course really well. I mean, obviously Tiger's course is the, you know, Augusta, but I feel like speed knows that course really well. Um, yeah. small greens. But man, yeah. when that guy gets hot with the putter, it's over. So he's he's looking good. I just wanted to touch on that yeah. again. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, just to hit a little bit on coverage of the tournament. Like I cannot get enough of Spieth and Greller pre-shot. Yes. It's just it's good stuff. Um, Everyone and most of quiet. it. Like, most of it it's it's just speed talking and grows like mm-hmm, 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 yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah and mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it's so mm-hmm. awesome to hear speed reason through a shot and i don't know as kind of the golf sicko that i am i just i love 
hearing someone go through like, hey, I kind of think about a lot of that when I'm playing. Um, but it also makes me wonder if Greller, like when he lies down at night, like if that's all he can hear in his head is just Jordan talking to him. The voices never, the voices never stop. No, it's ringing through his mind. Like, especially after he hits a shot that, like that one on, on 17. Where oh, he yeah, yeah. Flushed it and he just, you know, he just sit down because he's going to give you an earful. And yeah, I, it's funny because I kind of felt that way when you were caddying for me, whereas like, I just sometimes like I'm saying stuff. I'm like, this Sean is, <laughs> you were a champ at it. Cause I'm like, dude, we're, I will say we, we ultimately got to the same conclusion, just different ways, like, which was nice, but I'm like, man, Sean is going to think I'm a total idiot. The way I work, the way I get and work through things, it's uh it's quite jarring. You don't, you don't want to get a peek up here. It's, it's some scary stuff going on up there. But. You, you look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't agree more. I, I cannot get enough of those, those, those conversations. Like nothing is worse in coverage when Nick Valdo has given us some, some thoughts and trying to make some jokes while the caddies <laughs> and players are talking. It's like, please spare I wonder. Me. I wonder if the Netflix series, I wonder how much on-course stuff we're going to get, or if it's mostly going to be in-between round coverage. Because if I, they add any on-course stuff, like dialogue or just extra footage that you miss in a broadcast, that could be awesome. Which I, from what I heard, I'm pretty sure that they are. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're even getting some majors and particularly even the masters, which was kind of, and again, I don't know how deep they'll be able to go into all that stuff. Um, but I have heard that it's going to be, they have some majors that they're going to be able to cover. So yeah, I'm, I'm psyched about that and what that will, you know, what we'll be able to get insight on, on actual encore stuff. So <clears throat> I hope so. So that'll be good. Which yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I don't know if we've even talked about that yet, but I know obviously it's kind of old news with that announcement, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I've actually even just started to watch the formula one. I know nothing about formula one. Nice. Like I didn't know what it was, like what kind of cars they drove, how far they like zero. Um, but I've just started to watch that just to kind of get a sense for how the, the PGA tour one's going to be. So, and if it's similar, like it's been super engaging. I'm only on the second episode, but it's, it's engaging and it's about something I don't even know. So I can't even wait for, for that piece to come out. So. Yeah. Anyways. They, uh, they did one on, and Netflix did one where they followed an English soccer team mm. kind of I'm sure you behind love the scenes. Yeah. It was <laughs> super, it was super cool. Just it sort of peek behind the curtains of stuff. You just don't really see, um, yeah. including like some game day stuff. And so that's cool. Any, anything you can do to sort of offer a new perspective, I think for golf will, yeah. will be welcome for sure. Yeah, let's let's make our picks for the the phoenix open man this is always a fun tournament it's it's the people's open it's wild it's uh it's crazy <laughs> uh, but always always fun to watch so um let's go ahead and make our picks i guess i'll start because i um you know luckily lucked out and and won this week so um, i'm gonna start pretty easy um john rom he's the first first round draft pick and <laughs> number one in the world so pretty easy and i know he's you know plays a lot in arizona and and so that's that's gonna be my guy pierce no i'm gonna go with patrick cantley uh the guy can roll the rock and he is he's always in, in the mix I, I i could see him pulling it off like that's it. my pick 
right, I'm going to start with Justin Thomas. I think he's a super solid player, and hopefully he can get his season up and running. I like it. Funny story, quick story about JT was, so Victor, we were just playing last, it was the week before last, and he's like, all right, Devin, I got to tell you something. Don't get mad, though. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, what? I'm like, all nervous. Like, Victor never says anything like that, and he's like, I know how much you like Spieth, but you're not Spieth. I was like, oh, thanks, buddy. He's like, you're more like JT. Like, you're both just these skinny rails that just swing hard at the ball. You're always pissed no matter how good you play. Like, you're just, you are JT. I was like, I guess that's a good compliment. He's my wife's favorite player. My wife's obsessed with him. So I'm like, yeah, I guess that's that's fine. But uh, I just thought that was super, especially if you know Victor, like that was just like out of left field. We're just playing middle of the round. He's like, Devin, I got to tell you something. He's like dead serious. That is going to hurt my feelings. But uh, oh my God, I guess that's a compliment. But anyway, uh, so my second pick is my guy. I'm going to go with Max Homa. Um, um, I'm going to go with Brooks Kepka. I think he is going to, you know, he, or he could possibly pull off a repeat since he got it done last year. If that incredible chipping. That chipping was unreal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, second pick for me, I'm going to go Hideki. If he putts even somewhat average, he'll find himself at the top of the leaderboard. So prayers that he brings somewhat of a putter this weekend. Just uncomfortable over the ball there. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, and then my third, I'm going to go with a local favorite. I'm going to go with, with Tony Fee now. I know he's, he's almost won it in the past, so it's a, a sensible pick, I think. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with a wild card pick. I'm going to go with Phil Mickelson, the lefty, the PGA Phil. champ from last year. You know, the guy can shoot 20 under or he can shoot, you know, an 85. You just, you just <laughs> never know. <laughs> I would really like to just see him win a PGA tournament after he spent the last month bashing the organization. Bashing, yeah. I think that would make for some good television. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> That would be awesome. He might just burn that winner's check when they hand it to him just out of spite. Seriously. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Third pick for me, uh, go Scotty Scheffler. Pretty underrated, but always seems to find himself up toward the top of the leaderboard. So I'll yeah. go with Scotty. Get it done. It'll be a cool first win. Uh, and then I think I'm going to get pretty predictable here um, with my fourth and final is, is, is speed. Um, plays well there. Doesn't need to particularly drive it well. Just, again, if he can make some putts and, and keep the ball striking up, he can – he might be able to do it. So, yeah, I think he'll at least contend. So those are those are my picks. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Jason Day. I think that he is playing some good golf right now, and he seems to have some good momentum going. So I, I yeah. could see it happening. Coming back. Nice. Jai Dai. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, final pick for me, Harry Higgs. Just I just Big because beautiful. just because I want him to be in contention in an environment like Phoenix, because oh. I think that would be buttons. some great fun over the weekend. The buttons all the way down. Oh, for sure. let, it all, let it all hang out. Just incredible. Big, beautiful. Amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Those are good picks. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Sean will make note and, and he'll come back and, and uh, report. Crunch, on... I'll crunch those numbers. Oh, of course you will. That's my guy. That's my numbers, man. <laughs> my CFO. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, I think we, you know, we've been going, so let, let's let's wrap it up. Um, but we'll we'll come back and again, a lot more still to come. As I mentioned, outside of just this things with the podcast, like 
definitely going to get more videos and things involved, but also there are some other topics that we definitely want to cover. Um, particularly, I know Sean's a little fired up with, with what's going on and <laughs> with, with the Saudi league. So interested to hear his take on, on more of those. So more of that to come, but again, anyone, if, if you're still listening, if you continue to listen, we seriously, we appreciate it a ton. This is, it's a lot of fun for us. It's, we find a lot of, uh, a lot of joy and fulfillment in it. And we hope you, you all do too. And again, please uh, engage uh, social media, reach out any thoughts or any topics you want us to cover, whatever that is. We, we love the feedback and, and love the engagement. So anything else, boys? Uh, yeah, just quick shout out uh, playing this week in Phoenix, Preston Summerhaze. Yeah. Utah local connection is that he's playing college golf down at Arizona state and he's got a sponsor's exemption in the tournament this week. So Kid is uh, just excited to see, hopefully it's the uh, kind of start of maybe he'll, he'll find himself playing more regular tour events and we'd have yeah. a, another local guy to cheer on. So that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Good for him. That's it is. It's, it's awesome. And that whole, the whole family is just unreal. So they're amazing. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, anything else? Any other shout outs you want to give Pierce? Um, I just want to give you guys a shout out for, uh, <laughs> ha- for, for having me on. Uh, cool. I think this is really cool. I, <laughs> I love the idea behind all this. I think it's super impactful. You know, golf is golf is awesome. I love how it connects us all together. Yeah. We can always look back at that and, you know, look back at all of our great rounds and our friendships, you know, like we, like we touched on. So, yeah. you know, again, thank, thanks for having me. This, is, this has been great. And thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, that that about does it. Um, and we'll we'll do this again soon. Keep striving.